Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Okay, first things first. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome. Uh, thanks for coming and hanging out and listening to me. I would like it noted that I was on fucking time. Okay? This show started on time. I should get points for that. Just saying. So, before I get Margot and Jaquetro and Jay in here, let me tell you... About this fucked up week that I have been having. So. My husband had to go out of town working. Um, and so there's that. But over the weekend we did manage to get the entire greenhouse down. And transported here. So all we have to do is put it back up. Um, which sounds kind of easy. And it's not going to be. Um. <laughs> it sounds easy but I have to tell you so Sunday we're over there and we're getting things sorry I'm trying to raise my microphone we're trying to get things cleaned up so that we can get everything over here and doesn't my daughter who is allergic to poison ivy get into the littlest Thing of poison ivy there is to be found. Alexis reacts so horribly to poison ivy that if she gets she got had one spot on her okay one spot the size of a dime on Sunday. By Tuesday Alexis has probably one square foot of her skin that is blistered like third degree burns from this fucking poison ivy so yay that's been fun um then so yesterday the doctor's office finally gets a prescription called in for her and the pharmacy calls us and says oh yeah well about that we won't be able to have it until tomorrow after two well we can't wait another 24 hours so the doctor's office writes us a prescription. We have to go to Olean, which is 30 miles away. And it's not 30 miles, it's 30 minutes, sorry. Um, and get this prescription filled. So Alexis and I and B were working on the, the metal for the garage. Okay, no problem. Well, you know what? We're just running down there. We're just going to run down there and get this and... We're coming right back. No big deal, right? Okay, fine. Well, I get back and we pull in the driveway and I get out of the car and I'm like, what in the fuck? There are probably, and and I'm going to give this to you as a low estimate, okay? The low estimate, well, there were probably about 3,000 honeybees in the garage. I am not exaggerating. Minimum 
3,000 honeybees in my garage. They're not supposed to be in my garage. They are supposed to be in the three honeybee hives that are 100 yards from my garage. Now, as entertaining as this sounds, I, I do need to tell you that all of the beekeeping equipment for the three hives that these bees are supposed to be in is in the back corner of my garage on the other side of the 3,000 honeybees. Honest to God, it looked like there was a, a swarm in my garage. Well, what it turns out to be is when Paul spun out the honey last year, he took all those frames and he put those frames in a garbage bag when he was done so that they don't um, draw in any critters. Well, when he put the honey supers back on the hives as they were needed this year, he ended up with um, a, a frame in there that apparently, apparently, still had some honey in it. And Paul had leaned it up against the wall by the man door coming out of the garage because he was going to take it out and put it by the hive because if you put it out there by the hive the bees the bees will clean it all up well guess what he didn't and it was in the garage that I left an eight foot garage door wide open on and it didn't apparently take the bees very long to realize that it was there and so they were attempting to do what bees do which is clean that frame up of anything but the beeswax which typically I'm very happy that they do it makes me making candles and lotions and things so much easier when they clean up all the honey unfortunately it was in the fucking garage that I needed to be in and so now I've got to get the bee suit to get the frame to take out by the beehives so that the bees can do their thing somewhere that I wasn't going to be. Um, because we've covered this before. I am allergic to bees. So I'm like, okay, if I very calmly and quietly walk by them, I will be able to get to the beekeeper suit. Because, of course, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. I get about halfway to the bee suits, and my daughter is outside of the garage yelling, Mom, you, you need to let me do that. You need to let me do that. And I'm like, Alexis, you need to be quiet. What? Mom, just come out of there. I'm like, oh. So I very quietly and calmly walk back out of there. Alexis goes and grabs this giant, bright-ass blue bath towel. A bath sheet. We'll call it a bath sheet, okay? And she's walking into the garage to get this because she's decided that she needs to go in and get this because she's not allergic to bees. And the whole time, she's going, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God, there's a lot of bees. Oh my God, there's a lot of I'm like, Alexis, quietly and calmly. So the end result is Alexis gets the bee suits and she she and she grabs one and she comes back out. 
Do you think she got the, the coverall bee suit? No. Alexis just grabbed the jacket and the hood. And I'm like, fuck. In the house I go, get jeans on. Get the bee suit on. Get the gloves. Get the frame. Get it out of the garage. Do you think that those bees wanted to leave? No. Now, probably about 2,500 of them went with me as I carried the frame out. That only left about 500 honeybees flying around the garage. Now, there were enough honeybees flying around the garage that I said, fuck it. And I left the garage wide open all night because I'm thinking, you know, it's nighttime. They'll fly away, right? No, 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 no. What happens with bees is when bees find a really good place for food, a bee will fly all the way back to the hive up to three miles. It'll fly, right? It'll fly up to three miles and then it goes all the way back to the hive and it goes in the hive and it goes in the hive and it does this whole little thing where it wiggles its little ass around. And what this is, they call it a waggle dance. What it really is, is one little teeny tiny honeybee going back there and wiggling its ass and explaining to the other 60,000 bees in the hive exactly where to go. It's like fucking GPS location. So that all of the other 60,000 bees know exactly where to go to get all of this really good food. So guess what happened today? The bees went back to the garage looking for all of this really good, easy to find food. Yeah, that's what happened. So I had bees all over the damn garage today, even though there was nothing there for them to take. And they weren't really happy that there was nothing there for them to take. Now, if that isn't bad enough. Oh, no, I do have an EpiPen, folks. No, 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 I do have an EpiPen. Believe me, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> I don't go anywhere without an EpiPen. Um. If that wasn't bad enough. So I've had the invasion of the bees for two days, right? Well, last night, I'm laying on the couch. And my 16-year-old is in the bathroom. And there is a laundry room between my living room and the bathroom. And all of a sudden... I hear my 16-year-old yelling from the bathroom. Don't move, Mom! And as he screams for me not to move, there is this streak in front of the TV. Now, my dog is 130 pounds. He is not little. And so this streak couldn't have been my dog. And this streak was six foot in the air. Now, I have to tell you guys this. Every year, once a year, we end up with a bat in our house. And every year, said bat ends up touching me 
somewhere. Okay? Somewhere. Not anybody else. Just me. Every fucking year. Now, bats are really cool. Outside. Bats are not fucking cool in an enclosed space. Especially in an enclosed space that I am in. I immediately scream like a little girl. Yes. Yes, I did. Not even a little girl. I screamed like a teenage girl who thinks they're at a New Kids on the Block concert, but finds out they're at Rob Zombie. I am screaming hysterically. It's the middle of fucking summer. I am hoping against all hope that there is a blanket in my living room. Thank God there was a blanket on the end stand at the end of the couch because one of my kids spent the night here. I am on the couch trying to fit my fluffy person underneath of one of these little throw blankets because I know I know that if there is any part of me exposed, this fucking bat is going to get me. Okay? I'm not the least bit afraid of bats outside. Again, this is in my fucking house. My son, I can hear my son. As I am screaming. I can hear my son. In the bathroom. Laughing. At me. And I mean. He's not chuckling. He is full out. Belly laughing. At me. So it's at this point that I start screaming. Bernie. Get this fucking bat out of my house. And all of a sudden, my dog jumps on top of me. Because my 130-pound dog is chasing the fucking bat. Now, so, now, I have been swarmed by bees. I am being terrorized by a bat. And I have had a 130-pound dog use me for a trampoline. Yes, I was the trampoline. Now, not that that's not bad enough. You have to add in the fact that if the dog is jumping up and down on me, that means the bat is that fucking close to me. 
and I'm screaming. And finally, my son comes out of the bathroom, and I can hear Bernie. And Bernie's doing this. (laughs) Oh, shit! My 16-year-old boy lets out an oh, shit at such a high pitch that you would have thought that somebody hit him in his chicken nuggets. Which means the bat has dive-bombed the six-foot-tall, 16-year-old kid. Now, he's like, okay, Mom, you're safe now. You're safe. And I'm like, oh, no. Did you get it out? And he says, no, it flew upstairs. I'm like, it flew upstairs? Needless to say, Bernie and the dog go running up the stairs. And I hear a door slam. And Bernie comes back downstairs and says, Okay, Mom, it's safe. Okay, Mom, it's safe, Bernie? Really? Bernie? Where's the bat? I've got it trapped upstairs. Where the fuck do you have it trapped upstairs? And Bernie goes, (laughs) You don't want to know him, Mom. That little asshole kid trapped this bat in my bedroom. Yes. Yes, folks. In my bedroom. Ed the Green, stop fucking laughing. Stop laughing, Ed. I know you are in your car driving down the road laughing your ass off. Stop laughing because this shit is not funny. I'm like, Bernie... Go get the goddamn bat out of my bedroom. He's like, okay. So now I hear the dog. The dog is upstairs digging at my bedroom door because it wants in the bedroom. Because it knows this bedroom, there's a bat in there. And Ruger doesn't like things that fly. He wants to catch whatever's flying. So doesn't Bernie come walking back? And I'm like, Bernie. What the hell are you going to do with that pellet gun? He's like, well, I'm going to shoot it, Mom. Like, you are not shooting this bat. You you are not going to shoot the bat, Bernie. I don't want you to kill the bat. I don't want you to hurt the bat. I just want you to get the bat out of the house. He's like, well, how am I supposed to catch it? I don't give a shit how you catch it. Just get it out of the damn house. I don't want to... De- I said, Bernie, they eat mosquitoes. We're being invaded by mosquitoes. It is rain so much. You cannot hurt the bat. Did you open a window? Well, no. I said, why didn't you open the window? He said, well, because it flew at me. I'm like, you're the one that was laughing hysterically over me hiding underneath the damn blanket. Just... Go in there and open the window up and, like, shoo it out. He said, shoo it, Mom. Really, Mom? I'm just supposed to go in there and, and, and shoo it out? Yes! You need to fucking shoo the bat out of... Bernie, go get the bat out of the house! So, Bernie puts the pellet gun down. And he goes upstairs. And he's trying to get into the room without the dog going into the room. 
and without the bat coming out of the room, because of course, if the bat comes out of the room, we all know that the bat is going to come down and the bat is going to swoop me and it's going to touch me in the head and I'm going to have to wash my hair with Lysol. Well, he doesn't manage to get into the room without the dog. So for 30 minutes, 30 minutes, people, all I hear is this. I kid you not. This is what I hear. Because that is the 16-year-old running all over my bedroom and the 130-pound dog running all over my bedroom trying to shoo out a, a poor little bat that I am terrified of because it's in my house. And this poor little bat probably weighs that looked like it had a six foot wingspan, by the way, when it flew in front of my television, probably only weighs about four ounces. But after 30 minutes of this, which by the way, is my knees on the underside of this desk, people, Bernie comes downstairs and he says, okay, mom, the bat's out. This has been the story of my week, guys. So, after we decide that the bees have reinvaded the garage again, I go to put the piece of tin, the, the new metal siding for the garage, back onto the stack to get it covered up. And it goes across not my foot and not my ankle. You know that crease at the top of your foot where your foot and your ankle go together? I have a slice about three inches across from this metal. All the while, my oldest daughter is in the emergency room throwing up uncontrollably. And yeah, so here we are, guys. <laughs> this this has been this is how my entire week has gone. Now, Margot and Jay, don't you two don't I, I'm really glad that I pick you up off a hold and neither one of you are laughing. Because had either one of you been laughing at me, I probably would have hung up on you. I just keep, keep hearing the theme from Batman in my head. You're an asshole. <laughs> no, that's a, di- that's a different theme. Yeah. <laughs> Rough week, sweetheart. I I am here to tell you. And, and you know, as vapors, we're all pissed off about New Jersey. And I'm like, you fucking people have no clue what a shitty week is. <laughs> I swear to God. Real life can be a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, being, what... in, I'm being invaded by was... Japanese beetles, too. So, you know, I know the trap supposedly bait them in. But at this point, I have got so many of them. That I I don't think hanging traps could bring much more. As long as I see these traps filling up with those creepy, nasty little critters. Japanese beetles and June bugs really freak me out. I don't like them because they got little stickly legs and shit. They're, yeah, yeah, no. Gotta go. They gotta go. They gotta go. Understandable. (laughs) No argument from me. They need to go play with the bats. Yeah, the bats need to eat Japanese beetles. 
I, I... Do Japanese What? Do Japanese beetles fly? Yes, they do fly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they right. fly. Big time. Yeah, and... And if you have lots of them and you're just putting the traps out, the bags will fill real quick. I, I don't care. I bought extra bags. I have, like, 12 extra oh, yeah. bags Always for these beetles. I don't care. Extra bait. Yeah, yeah. I don't... Oh, I, you're talking about... Those little shiny things. Yeah, the little green iridescent. Yeah, them things. They're yeah. nasty. Yeah, they're they're awful. I'm thinking the, the the beetles from Japan that have invaded uh, Massachusetts. Yeah, some people call them um, not June bugs. No, June bugs are, are big. Are big. June bugs are yeah. big, creepy ass things too. Yeah, I don't like them either. Hi, Jacatro. Jacatro's here too. Hi, how are you? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear. Oh my God, I'm uh, telling you. You know that uh, huh? I have been recording uh, Richard, or sorry, not Richard. I've been recording James Pattison's new series that they made a they made a TV series out of his book Zoo. That uh-huh. that is what my life is like this week. Oh my god, I I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Chip would lose his mind if a bat came flying in the house. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Ruger used me for a trampoline. It was awful. It was it was terrible. Yeah, it it was just terrible. Um, I debated calling my husband at one o'clock in the morning um, and telling him to drive home. I don't I don't care how far away he is. Get in the truck, drive home, get the bat out. I'm I'm just done. I'm done with this. I've I'm just just fucking done. That would have been reasonable. Yeah, well, what was he going to do? He'd get there and say... <laughs> he would have done exactly what... looking bad out of the house and life goes on. He, he'd have Me, done exactly I, I what think, the 16-year-old did. Yeah, he'd have been fucking laughing. You know, everybody thought... I mean, Bernie and, and Bernie still can't tell anybody about this without cracking right up laughing. Oh. Uh, he thought he was saving you, though, by... What, what did he do? He trapped it in his No, the little bastard hid in the bathroom for the first 15 minutes. No. <laughs> yeah, he hid in the damn bathroom. Now, you know this bat started out in the bathroom. So I don't know whether it was little enough that it got in the 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 fan exhaust. You know how you have the... Oh, they squeeze, yeah, like birds. Yeah. Yeah, so that little bastard hid in the bathroom, and that's where the bat started out. So... He saw this bat in the bathroom and opened the door for it to get out. <sighs> Little son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. I think he needs to go work on the bees. Oh, so where are the bees now? Um, well, the bees, they were flying back to their hive. They just okay. kept they just kept piling in I mean there's we have 3 beehives here. So if oh, one no. bee from each of these hives had found this frame, then they went back and they each told 59,999 other bees where it was at. Oh, my God. So, I mean, your typical hive has got sixty to 90,000 bees in it. Well, they went in there and told every fucking body where the shit was. <laughs> they had found a buffet. Yeah. They're like, shit, we don't even have to turn this into honey. It's already honey. All we got to do is go get it. Oh, God. That's 180,000 bees if you guys are not doing the math. Wow. So how's Lexi? Who? 
your oh, daughter. Alexis thought it was funny as shit. Um, yeah, no, she I thought. Mean, it... How is she? Like, has she got poison ivy stuff going now? Yeah, we have. Um, they have to give her. Um, um, oh shit! And I can't even remember the name of it. It's the strongest topical steroid you can get. You have to put this shit on with gloves. Steve gets it really, really bad, and he had a bad... He had gone a long time without it. This year, he got it, went into the doctor. They gave him a shot. Two weeks later, he was still breaking out. And so they threw him on mega doses of prednisone. And he came home, and he showed me the bottle, and I looked at it. For a week, he was taking 60 milligrams of prednisone every day, and then you start titrating down. And I looked at this, and what it boiled down to is he was going to be on prednisone for a month. And I went, That's oh, my. And he went, what? And I went, uh, nothing. Just take your medicine. It'll get rid of your poison ivy. Yeah. So the first two days, he said, boy, I'm feeling pretty good. This is great. And I said, yeah, I, I, I'm sure you've got lots of energy, don't you? Uh-huh. A week later, the roid rage set in. Oh, Jesus. And he was ready. And he's like, I've got how much longer on this shit? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it was rough. Um, I think with all the rains and stuff we've had this year, that kind of crap is going to be a little more prevalent than well, it normally is. What um, Do you guys have, we have been invaded by, um, oh, shit, it looks like dill is what it looks like, but it's not dill. Um, oh, no. What is it? Wild. wild it's a weed, but it looks like dill. Yeah, it's it's a weed, but it looks like it looks like dill and Queen Anne's lace had a baby. Exactly. Yeah, had We've a baby, and it's on it steroids. It's wild. Oh, Christ, turnip? No, not turnips. Called, wild parsnip? Wild? What is it? Wild turnip or wild parsnip or something like that? Um, and know. yeah, it's not hogweed. Nope, not hogweed. Um. But some people are really sensitive to it. And if you break the stalk on this stuff and the juice gets on you and, and then sunlight touches it, it turns into Ow. like napalm. No. Oh, yeah. It burns you. Oh. It it burns the living shit out of you. Um, I thought maybe she had gotten into that. And nope, nope, nope. As soon as it started blistering up, I'm like, oh, Alexis found poison ivy. And mind you, she well, got she one little spot, and it's all over now. Yeah, but now she's got the stuff on it, and it's fine. But um, this was the first experience Alexis had to get in one of the bee suits, and I figured as long as I was cart, as long as I got the smoker out, got that damn thing lit, which is a pain in the ass without the blowtorch. I finally lit the blowtorch and lit oh, the smoker God. with the blowtorch. Um, that I would check on the hives. So we did go and check on the hives. And when I opened up the first, the little hive, Alexis was like, oh my God, that's a lot of bees, mom. I'm like, wait till you see when we open up the big one. Um, mm -hmm. But so this is the first time Alexis actually got to see down in the hives and see a queen bee. I'm um, going to come over to your house. It'll be like, uh, I, I, I've never seen any of this stuff. Oh, yeah. The bees are really cool. Um, the bees, bees are, honeybees are really awesome as long as they're not in places you don't want them to be, especially when you're in shorts and in, in a t-shirt and the bee suit is on the other sure. side of the bees. That part wasn't so cool now at you all. Collect, let me ask you something. Do you collect the honey and yes, jar it and all that stuff? Yes, ma'am. Wow. In the middle of all your drawing and everything else you do. Yes, ma'am. So you're like a real working 
like uh, farm going on there. We're, we're like a little mini urban urban farmers thing. Yeah. Do you have windmills? No. Paul like, wants like solar. Can you go? We have solar. Like if you wanted to. Yeah, I we do have some road. solar panels here. Um, my all of my hydroponic gardens run off of solar panel. All the pumps and I'd love stuff. To be able to do that. My neighbors would complain if I put a windmill up. They'd be like, "There's an ordinance against us." <laughs> We're working on getting the greenhouse set up to be totally hydroponic right now, too. Yeah. So. Does that does that use a lot of electricity? Yes. Mine? No. 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 Now the LED light panels. I would strongly recommend not looking directly at them, or you'll be blind for five minutes. Yeah, and and you'll um, see, and you'll see um, everything. And if you look at one of the LED grow lights by accident, even um, don't do it for any length of time because for every second uh, you look at it, when you look away from it, everything has this really fucked up hue of like green going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. The first time I plugged one in, it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Because I go, you know, like I see like one of my neighbors has like these little uh, mini grow light things so she can grow tomatoes in the winter and stuff. And, but I'm saying to myself, the thing is on 24 hours a day. And, you know, like I live in the land of PSEG where that would end up costing me, no, 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 you no. know, like yeah, $1,000 a month or something. Well, you don't ever leave it on 24 hours a day anyway. Um, uh, You know, no. and it's highly recommended that you don't, if you supplement with grow lights, you don't leave your grow lights on for any more than 12 hours. Um, uh-uh. Because plants, plants actually do need a rest cycle. But, and, and here's the thing. I have hmm. one that's 120 watts. I have two of those now, and I'm well, going to get I, two more. I have a 400 too, Margo. Oh my God! Yeah, I have, I have a, I have a one that's 120, and I have one that's 400, and the one that's 400 hmm. is dimmable. But I mean, but I mean, and really, this 120 watt is like a 120 watt light bulb. So that's the difference it makes in your electric bill. It's really not. Huh. It's not bad. But they're LED too. Yeah, so, they're LED. Yeah, they so. Yeah, you know, I never, really fucking I never even thought of that. I don't know anything about it. I just know my neighbor has one. And I got, you know, like, but I'll tell you this, her tomatoes that she grows on in those are not as tasty as the tomatoes that grow in my yard that I grow. I, um, indoor stuff is that, and it really depends on, on how you're feeding them. And my hydroponic <laughs> systems are fed from, um, a koi pond, so... The only oh, thing I can okay. tell you is anything that I grow, I'm not allowed to buy at the store after that because the stuff we buy at the store is nowhere near as good as the stuff we grow. Yeah, that I agree. Yeah, see, and I've got a small one in my kitchen right now that I had done a bunch of herbs because it was driving me crazy. Uh, I really missed having my fresh herbs to pick to cook with. Well, now that my freezer's half full... I went ahead and pulled that out, and I've got lettuce growing in there right now. It's too hot here to grow lettuce right now outside. Mm-hmm. So I'll be able to keep lettuce growing in the kitchen until it cools mm-hmm. off, oh, and absolutely. then I can start that process outside again and put something else in the one in the kitchen. I have mint taking over all my, like the spot I had outside for my herbs. Now I have like, an, it's like a freaking, like a 10-foot square of mint. 
And that would keep bugs away from your house, though. Yes, and you know something? You're the second person in the world to tell me that. I had no idea. And girl, an old man told and, me that. And girl mums. Plant yeah. mums. Um, I'm, I'm really against growing anything that I can't of eat. Her house outside, and she never had a bug one come in her home. Yeah, I'm I'm against growing anything that I can't eat, but I will tell you <laughs> that we we grow mint. We grow. Um, I have peppermint and spearmint and wintergreen all growing here, and Ooh, I, I don't know what kind of. And well, take two leaves off of it and and crush them up in your fingers a little bit and smell them. You'll be you'll know what kind of mint it is. Yeah. Um. And we, I have mums planted here because mums repel, mums and lavender repel mosquitoes big time. Yep. Do they? Lavender? Yeah. Yep. I know mums. I had heard mums, but I hadn't heard about lavender. Huh. Learn something new every day. I'm telling you. So. I got nice blackberries this year. Now. And I have to tell you, Jacatro, before this whole thing starts, before we even get into this, I would, I, what I need for you to do is mm-hmm. tell me everything good that you oh. experienced at this meet. Oh, because I have a lot to oh, say good. about this meet, and it's probably going to be bitching about some things that people aren't going to think I'm going to bitch about and not the ones they would expect me to be bitching about. But I need... There was a meet, okay. okay? And the meet went, and there had to be <laughs> yeah, good things that there. happened. Okay, so the good, let's say, all right. Um, well, we were very excited to go. We were leaving from Long Island. Uh, I went with a couple of friends, local bakers, uh, Rob Roloff and Chris Duncan, and we met at my house. And uh, you know what? We hit no traffic getting over there. <laughs> uh, the good, the good. This is this so is not starting there. out well when you're when the first good thing no, you no, mentioned okay, is no so traffic. Well, okay. you know what? Because we went back and forth for a while, saying should we go, shouldn't we go, should we go, shouldn't we go, and then you know what? It was raining. It was raining here that day, so we said, you know, let's just go. You know, it's ten bucks. What's the big deal? If it's horrible, you know, what do we lose? So we went and. We got there, like I said, no problems. We found parking right away. That was great. And, okay, I'm skipping over a couple of things. We got there. We went inside. It was it was very nicely laid out. So you walk in and you could see all the, um, you know, like they had the first row was um, a distributor, and it was all the brands that they were distributing. And, you know, they were set up very nice. It was pretty clean. Um, let me see. There was a, there were a wide, wide variety of uh, companies from, like, all over the country. And I we ran into a lot of, you know, like, local vape store people and some Long Island vapors. Um, let me see, let me see. Um, I saw Phil. I saw, um, oh, I talked to the, uh, the vape militia people were there. And I saw Linda, Linda Darling was there with a couple of friends. 
So that was nice to see her. And I'm, I'm, I gotta be honest with you, I was there all day and I'm kind of running out of good things. Oh shit. Okay. The Halo display picture I saw inside was pretty. I didn't see that. I didn't see that Halo. I saw a picture of it online and it was pretty. Yeah, Halo had a huge, oh, was... Halo had a huge display built. And I will it say was... that. Yes, I did see it. Yes, I did see it. Yes, I did. And Halo yes, was one of the right only there. companies they said that went outside to what they called picnic tables, which I would call a folding plastic table. Um, but anyway. I didn't even see that. They talked about. Oh, I have a good thing. I have a good thing. I have. I had. I. Because I brought home uh, two. Sh- they were. They were practically. If it's the only reason you were going there was to. Get free sample juice. You made out like a bandit because they were shoving it at you. Suicide Bunny put out bottles and they just said, "Take it all." They were just like, just kept filling up the tables and they were telling people, "Take one, take two, take T-shirts, take stickers, take whatever you want, just take it all." Um, but that's not the good thing. The good thing was that in the middle of all of this, I found this company. Um, I was looking, I was walking around, I was looking for a tobacco e-liquid because I was saying, you know, like with all the sweet stuff and everything, I was like, nobody's vaping tobacco anymore except Taylor, of course. Okay. So this guy pointed me in the direction of this, this company. And what it was was one woman sitting at a table very low-key, very classy. The name of the company is Sacred. She only she makes about six juices, and I don't think she's even got a website. But she she had I tasted her tobacco blend, and it was really good. But she only had it in three milligram mix. And I was going to buy a bottle, so she said, "Well, I'll give it to you." I said, "Well, thank you so much." And she was just like so refreshing. So nice, so sincere. The other nice thing, um, a stripper pole. Was... <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Sorry, just what making sure. You remember, I'm here. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear. I I was like, I didn't hear you. What you said? But he said the stripper pole. Something funny. Remind me. Yeah, he what? said the stripper pole. Uh, you told me to only talk about the good thing. Okay. Okay. The other good thing. Um, was a company called, which I was like at first, it was kind of like too big. You know, like as some companies are like, they just come across as very corporate. Um, Nicobine. Have you heard of this company? No. Nicobine. So I read, there was a guy there who, uh, who I know, Zach, who owns all these Vapor Maxes on Long Island. And... I ran into him. He was standing there at that booth, and he introduced me to them. And they gave me, you know, the bag of juice. And when I got it home, I tried. And you know what? It was really good. And it's in a very classy label, very professionally done. Um, you know, so let's, you know, like we talk so much about, and we can, we can talk so much bad about the thing. But there really were some companies there that were, that were raising the bar a little bit. Like putting out professional product, professional labels, <clears throat> um, trying to think of some more good stuff for you here. Uh, oh, uh, 
there was a booth there, May Village Trading, who's uh, a, a wholesale company in New Jersey. They had great pricing, and I picked up a, we picked up a few things there, and they're right in New Jersey. Uh, blah 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 blah. I if if you want me to talk about the negatives. I have quite a bit to say, but... Oh, no, no, no. I just, I wanted to cover some good because, you know, all week, every vape show that I've listened to at some point or another has, you know, had a vent on this. And and believe me, I've got a bunch of rants on what happened here because I think it was was a a complete and total clusterfuck. But I also have to say that, you know, first and uh, foremost, Greg Conley... um, who is from New Jersey, by the way, folks? If you didn't, if you didn't know it, Gregory Conley is from New Jersey, and an attorney has said all along that vaping indoors is illegal in the state of New Jersey. There is there yes. is no loophole on this. We've always known this. Vape meets in New Jersey have always been a challenge. We, I used to go to these New Jersey vape meet, knuckleheads vape meets. And they were always like in some bar or some diner where the owner said, okay, you can vape in the basement. <laughs> you know? And it's always been a challenge. Can I tell you about some, without going into the, because I've been hearing some stuff that's like starting to border on, you know, just like, um, you know, like a hate fest. Well, and I don't want to go there. Yeah, I don't want to go there either. But. You know, one of the big things that I keep hearing about and you're seeing in all these videos is all of these people saying that they got a ticket. Now, I I had a conversation with somebody last night about this and he brought up a really good point to me. He said, of all of the people that you have heard from saying that they got a ticket, have you seen a single yeah. ticket yeah. online anywhere? Nope. Not a one. And you would think you would have. I, I was going to say that. Well, that was one of the things. And as a matter of fact, I got I got removed from the New, from the New Jersey uh, Vape Expo, whatever it is, Facebook page. And I think it's because I brought up this point. Because he didn't remove any, but, you know, sometimes these kind of guys, you know, they remove women before they remove men. Um, one of the things I brought up was that the whole thing, seemed manufactured honestly i would not be surprised to find out because like somebody said who are these guys who are these guys you know like where did they come from were they ever part of the vape community would you be that surprised if you found out that these guys were like big tobacco shills because not for nothing if the the ants ever wanted a public display of everything wrong or everything the public um, believes to be wrong about vaping in one place. There it was. The news media. It was right there. It was right there. The first thing that bothered me, honestly, when we walked into the place we had been hearing that there was no vaping, we walked in and the whole ceiling was full of vape. And we were like, because, you know, usually you go to these things and you bring a lot of gear. Because, you know, you sit down and it's like trading baseball cards. You look at everybody's stuff. I brought practically nothing. I brought an Iceberg 50 and I brought one mechanical. Anyway, you know, so I wasn't really prepared to be walking around vaping because 
this was the deal. So we walk in, and I notice the whole ceiling is full of vaping. So we go and launch pad. Here's the first thing that set off an alarm bell on me. And if oh, I no, they did. They did have fog machines going. See, and that's that was one of the things. Yeah. I listened to, did you listen to the the senator on the the radio program? Yes. Okay. And and that's the thing. He's talking yeah. about how this stuff was permeated everywhere, and the whole place was full of vape. And I'm like, dude. Do you not know that they had commercial fog machines going in this place on purpose? And I hate to tell you this, but any any vape organizer that sets up a fucking fog machine needs kicked in the ass. Because all of us now, yeah, all four of the people on this phone call, you, Margo, me, Jay, we have all been to meet. Is Jay here? Yeah, Jay's on the call. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, Jay, what what did we do at VaporCon? What did we do at VaporCon? Yeah, we we spent as little time as possible in the in the convention hall. And why was that? Because <laughs> it was too fucking foggy. Yeah. So why anybody My eyelashes would, would stuck together? <laughs> I, I think they that, did. I, I had to leave. My eyes were sticking together. Can I just tell you the first thing that almost made me turn around and leave if I hadn't been with two other people? Yes, ma'am. They they were not, to get into this thing, they were not accepting cash. They were only accepting debit card. No credit card. Only debit card. And that set off an alarm for me. That's because weird. I said to myself, you know why they're doing this? So that nobody can... You know, um, what do you call it when dispute you uh, the charges. dispute the charges? Yeah. Nobody would, so they wouldn't be able to give people their money back. And I, if I hadn't been with two other people and we hadn't just driven all the way, all the way from Long Island, I would have said, you know what, screw this, and left. That's because that just put a bad taste in my mouth. That's kind of weird. Yep. That's frightening. Yep. Yeah, that's odd. So I'm watching my card. And uh, you know what? This guy, this Andy, uh, Russ was calling him Andy Baloney on his show. I was laughing. I was listening to it. I, I really think his last name is Baylog. Baylog. Okay. He, you know, so he's doing something that um, sets off another alarm with me. And that's that uh, he's trying to align himself with religion. Like he's on some kind of a holy crusade here. And you know what? I think religion is great, but don't use it to sell a product. You know, like um, I was listening to the to the interview, and it was like everything was like God's will and this and that. And I'm like, that's just a propaganda switch. You know, so between that and, you know, just the fact, you know what this reminded me of? You know, like the freedom fighters during the civil rights movement this reminded me if if they had gone into african-american communities and told and put up posters and told people hey woolworks is letting you sit at the counter now and everybody went and sat at the counter and got their heads bashed in and they would say okay well we did that to prove a point that's what it reminded me of it's like you know what i'll be the first one to say you want to challenge a world but let me know that's what i'm doing don't you know like make it seem like this is great this is fine we have permission 
until you get us here, and then it's like, oh, well, we didn't really, but we're going to prove a point. Well, I seriously yeah, hope that after this, the, the, the number of advocates from the state of New Jersey, I really hope it went up 400%. I really do. Yeah, I hope so. um, And I really hope that people do something to correct something that's already been done. But I have to tell you, the amount of times that I have heard this was our civil disobedience, I've wanted to vomit. Um, yes. Because what went on there was was not civil disobedience from no, my perspective. Um, had everybody gone there with the idea and with the knowledge that they knew it was illegal and they were grouping together to make right. a statement, that would have been one thing. Um, but to me, 90% of the people that went to this thing went to it under the guise of, yay, I'm getting to go to a vape meet. And so, you know. It was a huge manipulation. It, it, it on was. part of the organizers. Well, and I don't know if it you was need just to let the me read you the editorial I wrote for your show. Go for it. What? This. And I think I may be the very first person to write an editorial for the Jeannie K show. Oh, I have to go. So ahead. But let let it go down in history. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> As many of you know, there was a vape meet in New Jersey last weekend. It's been a hot topic on social media, and sadly, it's not just social media or the vape community that's been talking about it. I did not attend. So all I can speak on is my take, my opinion, based on what I've read, videos I've watched, and comments made by those who were there. First, my heart breaks for all of the vendors who gave their time, their money, and their hard work for this event. Also for the advocacy groups, the people who advocate however they can, and the people who paid to attend. This truly was an event, an event that will be remembered. Were the organizers, the coordinators, the promoters very stupid or very smart? Mm. The answer to that question depends upon what their end goal was. Was this an event to educate, to encourage advocacy, to allow vapors to see firsthand gear they've only read about and try liquid they never knew existed? Was it to let people meet in real life that they only knew online? Was it a chance for vendors to meet new people or even existing customers? Did it promote good things about vaping? Or was it an event to put money in a few pockets, to promote a nicotine-infused water? Was it to give away enough free stuff so no one would notice that everything was wrong? I saw a video where the two primary promoters talked about, and I'm quoting here, doing something good to help the masses Mm. and all about their experience that one of them had in vaping with FDA and attorneys. And those were direct quotes out of his mouth. I also saw a video from a vendor on stage at the B&B telling his story owner of shops, vendor in New Jersey, 
and how he wants to change people's lives while people are looking at the laws. Oh, I almost forgot. That vendor also brought in pole dancers. So I guess my question is this. What did these people hope to accomplish? Did they hope that the general public and the senator who wrote the Clean Air Law for New Jersey would learn a lot? Guess what? They did. I also read a comment where someone was saying that calling out companies was wrong, that the bigger issue was clones. Really? For me, the bigger issue is that this industry survives. My greatest fear is that this event will end up doing more damage than any of us realize. This industry is under a fucking microscope right now. How vapors and the industry as a whole is perceived right now has never been more critical. Phil Basardo nailed it with his statement, Our actions define us. What I am seeing is that we have become our own worst enemy. If people don't wake up, and I mean now, cloning of liquid, hardware, free shirts, cloud competitions, sub-ohms, new and improved stuff we all want, won't be an issue when the industry is shut down. It won't matter if packaging looks like candy, if pole dancers are at meets, because there won't be any meets. I'm just one person. I'm not a vendor, and I never will be. I'm just one person who, after 40 years of smoking, is thrilled that I haven't smoked in two years. I'm just one person that has officially lost track of how many people I have helped stop smoking. I'm just one person that has, out of my own pocket, given away dozens of egos to people to get them started. I'm just one person who happens to make their own liquid because I like to. I'm just one person that gives liquid to people to help them out. I'm just one person who made a few phone calls to a few vendors, and those wonderful vendors donated thousands of dollars in hardware and liquid for our troops in Afghanistan. I'm just one person who has written my state and federal representatives, speaking out in support of something very near and dear to me. I'm just one person who has given money to Kassah the vaping militia, and others out there that are every day fighting to keep vaping alive, fighting to keep me alive, and I'm just one person. I don't tweet, I don't do Instagram, and this year I've been actively limiting my time online. But I still get on Facebook a few times a week so that I can try and keep up with what's happening in something that I have a strong passion for. I'm just one person. Did this meet in New Jersey do as much as I have, or did they just shit all over all of us? The end. Very good. And that's Jeannie Kay's first editorial from a listener. That was very good. That says that, it all. I mean, that was my take. You know, when this uh, first uh, broke, I was, I was so pissed, I couldn't speak. And for people that know me really well, and especially the people that live in my house, they know if I'm totally silent, 
oh, just leave her alone and go the other way. Um, All right, I really had to calm down a whole lot before I could actually start reading things, and then I'd have to stop. And then I'd go back, and then I had to stop again. And hats off to Phil. That man was so diplomatic and so <laughs> professional. I, I saw him on the floor. I had never seen him mad. I mean, he was like seething. I saw him. I went up to him. I said, hello. He was just like shaking his head. And I, yeah. I'm glad he got it together to do that uh, video. He did. Those videos. He yeah. Raged and raged. Um, yeah. Jay. What yep. what was what was your you take on my, this? Do you want to play my commentary? <laughs> Do I want to play I saw your commentary? The video, it was good. Yeah, I'll I'll go get it. Hold on, just a second, because I have that followed on. <laughs> I follow oh, yeah, him on YouTube. Uh, there are there aren't a whole yeah. lot of people that I that I follow on YouTube, um, but yeah, I follow stanley stanley did a good job let me ask you guys something uh andy whatever his name is he keeps bringing up his attorney does anybody know who his attorney is no no okay i'm gonna play it hold on be quiet I think I'm going to organize a vape convention. Although there won't be any vaping. There will be pole dancers, dirty mixology, lots of fog, and maybe some politicians. Okay, you got me. I'm just going to invite everyone to that strip club next to Jackie's Packy on Route 34. <laughs> It, I mean, and those words of wisdom come from Stanley. Now, and here's the thing. You know, I'm, I guess I'm not really blaming the organizers for that, but I am. Because I know that Lou, um, who organizes VaporCon, is selective in who he allows to be there. Okay. Right. And and the same thing goes for Vape Bash. Um, this year was the first year that I've ever gotten to go to Vape Bash, and I went to Vape Bash this year. And I know that Windy City Vapors Club is selective on who they allow to be there. And I do know, like, after this year, there are some people there that were there this year that I would highly doubt that were going to get to be there twice. You know, but I think I think there were things that we we could learn from what went on there. Um, and first and foremost, I think that if I was going to say to any event organizer, one thing you do not want to have is the fucking cannabis car in the middle of the goddamn convention. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And right in the middle, lit up like with the little well, there were lights all over the place, but. I was like, say, oh, and there was a there was a CBD booth there also, selling the um, CBD liquid. See, and I didn't say anything about the mixing on the floor, 
because oh, I good. couldn't find out enough about it. Were they okay. using like six milligram Nick trying to teach people how to make their own juice? Um, or was liters. it a clusterfuck like everything else was? They were selling liters of hundred milligram Nick. Margo, it was <gasps> I it looked like um you ever mix like um you ever see like the Nicks, the Nick tobaccos? It was that color brown. Oh my God! It was not. In, they were not in childproof. They were in plant, like the um, you know the quart bottles that the VG come in. Yeah. Like those. They were on a table. You know, because we were walking by. You could actually door. see what color it was. Yes, you could see because like oh my you know, God, like the VG bottle. You could see it was brown. It was like tan, and I said to because Chris was like. You know, look at $70 for a liter of nicotine. And I was like, I wouldn't vape that on a bet. I wouldn't. That It looked like like they poured tea in those Okay, so, yeah, now, then there was a whole new rant there. Yeah. I, because I didn't know what was going on with that. And mm-hmm. when this, this avid DIYer here says, okay, they're mixing on the floor. Well, okay. I might not have a problem with that if it's done in a decent way. Well, and my thing, teach people how. That's not decent. Well, and here's my I thing. I didn't comment on that because my thing was, were they doing a learning class? You know, that was my exactly. thing. When I saw it immediately, I thought, well, wait a minute. Were they having a DIY seminar? Because, I mean, there's... I think having a DIY seminar at a meet is a fantastic idea because there's too mm-hmm. many people out there now that are going, oh, well, everybody says I can make e-liquid, and somebody that doesn't even know how to measure is going out and buying 100 milligram neck. You know, my renters mm-hmm. just did that. You, you know, know my there's renters, a group in Arkansas, and they have meets, and they actually do that. But and what, I think it's fabulous. And what I found out um, afterwards was this was not a DIY seminar. It was uh, you can come in and make your own juice, and they were yeah, actually making juice selling and selling it back out on the shop floor. Um, mm. oh, yeah, it was a bad idea. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, I they they said the event I think was eighteen and over, nineteen and over, right? Because right near that booth, as I was over there looking at the dirty. I shouldn't say dirty, but the discolored nicotine, this group of about 10. Now, remember, I'm a high school teacher. I can tell ages. This group of 16, they had to be 15 and 16 years old. Kind of, kind of like the owners of Sour, Pat, Sour Batch? <laughs> younger, like the one kid younger than him. <laughs> that one kid who had so much to say, he looked like he was 14, mm-hmm. like him. But there were like a group of them, like a dozen of them, walking through, you know, vaping on ego pens. And I I just looked at them, and I just looked at, you know, Rob and Chris, and I just kept walking. I just was like, you know, between the Nick, the the uh, whatever the company for the cannabis uh, car was, the kids, uh, I didn't see any babies there. And that's... You know, always a big. Oh, and the senator had the fit, had a fit about the dog. I didn't see a dog. I wouldn't seen a dog. I'm, a dog <laughs> I'm dog. like, it, but now, but hold up here. This senator is on a radio show, 
and you know making us out and well not not us yeah. actually making the organizers and the event mm -hmm. owners out to be the devil incarnate and what See, is but that's the problem he had a shit that's fit what people about are going to hear and that's what they're going to remember yep. and they're going to remember who it came from the guy who wrote the bill yeah <laughs> i mean isn't it isn't it just a little too perfect i mean come on it, and I, yeah. mean, I i love a good conspiracy theory as much as the next person Okay, but, you know, most of the time they're more complicated and they give people more credit than they actually have. And so, you know, they're not always based in fact. But this thing was just too freaking perfect. Well, and I'd like to know how much money oh, well, the, the people who were the <clears throat> expert organizers here got to line their pocket with over this. Well, well, they were charging $25 for vendors, right? Mm -hmm. And $10 a head. You know, and there were, they said, you know, I mean, I don't know what the numbers were, but. Well, and I heard that, didn't the event sponsors have to, the sponsors themselves have to pay like eight grand for a sponsorship? Oh, I don't know. I, well, I heard the know. tables were 1500 bucks a piece. Oh, and then oh usually, usually sponsorships are a lot higher, obviously. And Andy apparently is buddies with the guy that owns this building. Yes, he's a friend of his father. So, you know, it's like, once again, and is that all the money he got? Or, and let's get conspiracy theory here, did his pockets get lined by someone else to ensure the fact that it was a clusterfuck to give us all a black eye? Well, let's face it. And, How, and understand. politicians come to these things? Understand that I think the whole thing was a clusterfuck, Okay. So I I mean and I'm on I'm in a mood to to rant about shit this week but on on the flip side of this could this possibly have been some partially credited to some people being naive yes it could I mean I am not out mm -hmm. to slander this guy but it, it is it is my personal opinion I think this event turned out to be some kind of a clusterfuck. Now, I know these convention-style meets are really, really good for a lot of vapors that want to get a bunch of free shit. Um, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with free shit. Don't, don't people start sending me fucking messages <laughs> about it, okay? There's nothing wrong with free shit, I guess. And if it's I, free I shit that you want, then, then good. But for me... And the vapor that I am and where I am at in my journey of vape, I guess, is the only way to put that. I am going to stick with meats like VaporCon because mm. the, it has always been a meat. And they have always been primarily about the people there and and those connections. Um, I've been to a couple of convention-style meats and it was the row after row after row of vendors and, you know, selling shit really cheap or giving away free shit. Um, but I also know enough about the e-liquid industry now that mm. I tend to only get e-liquid from vendors that I know and that I trust. Mm. 
because there's too much fucked up shit going on now. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. When I left Vape Bash, I left Vape Bash with juices from Jamel Harris. Okay? I know how this boy mixes e-liquid. I know how he learned to mix e-liquid. Um, they were really, really good. Um, I brought home several bottles of that from Vape Bash. Um, I came home with a bottle of e-liquid from Joe for my vape. I came home with four bottles of juice from Good Life Vapor. That right there, oh, his, his stuff is always good. That is all of the e-liquid I brought home from Vape Bash with me. That's it. Because those were people I knew. Those were people that I understood how they want their product manufactured. Okay, so for me going to a meet where 95% of the vendors I've never fucking heard of is pretty much pointless because I'm not going to want their products. Does that make sense? Yeah, I. You know, I kind of miss the old, you know, like Jay, when we would go to the New England Vapor Club meetings at uh at karen's house you know yep. or in you know some bar in the back room of a bar um that, in connecticut or something and it's very nice bj so hunter's pub hot. it's hmm? it's the name of the place is bj hunters yes bg hunters oh bg hunters sorry oh shit i'm sorry chris <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of one of many venues, and we try to keep them, you yeah. know, kind of on neutral ground. Whereas, you know, yeah. every other week there's a cloud competition at somebody's, uh, you know, at a shop. You we know don't, what? We don't gather yeah. at those. We go to every, neutral. We hang out. Every anybody who's listening who's on Long Island, every Saturday afternoon at Fluid Vapor in Bohemia. He's got a lounge upstairs. There's a group of us who there's no cloud competition. He does have an arcade up there. But you know what? Here's a guy who took the time and spent the money to have all his stuff tested, who maintains, you know, standards in the lab that he has on the premises. Like when those guys are back there mixing, they don't come out to wait on customers, you know? And... The, um, we're there every Saturday, and rather than these cloud competitions and raffles and give this away and give that away, if you want to really go and sit down and talk to real vapors about advocacy, not just about advocacy, about coil building, uh, you know, gear, whatever, you know, like it is still there. It is still See, there. and that's part of it too, though, because it's like a lot of people – don't have access to a lot of stuff sure. except online. And so if you can get, you see something like, ooh, shiny, I want to see that, mm-hmm. I might want it. That's right. an opportunity for them to actually get a firsthand look at it. Mm-hmm. And if this kind of garbage keeps going on, the, the meets aren't going to happen. Organizers are going to have a really fucking hard time finding venues that are going to allow us. So as much as anybody bitches about where VaporCon was, the only thing I can tell you about that is, is here's this. That hotel, for the most part, puts up with all of our... 
oh yeah behavior um really well um they have been very good to us um when i went to uh vcc and need more fans yeah when i had my very traumatic 16-hour train ride to uh springfield massachusetts um jay and phil got me drunk by the way um they did um i i have to tell you that our behavior and when I say our, I mean vapors in general. It wasn't my behavior. It wasn't Jay's behavior. It wasn't PD's behavior. You know, it 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 wasn't MRP's behavior. But vapors in general, they damn near got us kicked out of the fucking hotel on purpose. So, you know, Jay is really involved in advocacy now. Okay. And, oh, before we get on to that, before I go to that, I, I, I need to, to issue my opinion on Sour Batch. Um, and anybody that uh, it, it listens to this recording, you can give uh, you can you can give it to these kids because this is my opinion and this is what I think. Okay. I think that these bunch of little punks and yes, I think you're punks, by the way. I do. I honestly think you're punk ass little bitches. I think that they intentionally did what they did with their brand. And why yes. do I think that? I think that because of what they said. They said in a couple of videos that they knew, they researched, and they knew exactly what Sour Patch had trademarked. Why the fuck would you do that research unless you hadn't intentionally planned to link your product to theirs. They researched exactly what Sour Patch had trademarked. So the the business move that they made, they made it intentionally. This was not a mistake. It was intentional. And it's giving the industry a black eye. The second thing I have not to, to say. Not to mention that it tastes like it, it's all, it, I tried it. Just to see, like, what is that? Because I try this stuff to see what is so popular. My son, Marty, says it's like they're like 12-year-old boys stuffing their faces with candy. Um, it's horrible. It's it's sucralose ca- cotton candy and sweet tarts. That's it. Well, it's horrible. And and here's the thing. Okay, so they, they did this intentionally. Now, I, I, cannot, I cannot disclose where this came from. But I have it on very good authority, and I'm not usually one that does shit like that, but I have it on very good authority, folks, that the statement they made about the vaping militia approved their shit. Yeah, um, I don't believe that. That the vaping militia has informed them that, that adding the warning to their label was, was a good move, but that they still needed other changes. So... If anybody is out there beating up the vaping militia because they think the vaping militia supported that product as it stood, I think that you are incorrect in, and, you know, please don't beat the militia up. Now, militia will, I know, um, tell people what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. You know, you're doing good here, but you still need to go here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know... Um, a spoonful of medicine goes down with a little right, bit of that's sugar. Just being tactful. It's being tactful. Um, but you, you know, know, you don't want to tell somebody your product sucks. I I do know. 
Yeah, I have been told that they were set down with a couple of companies that are rebranding their stuff and explain to them, you know, why they should rebrand theirs. I do know by the end of the meet that these guys were were talking about um, rebranding their stuff. Um, I know. Are they talking to the guys that are putting their juice in the box that looks like Cracker Jacks? Go, I was just going to bring that yeah. up. I walked over to that booth. I saw the box, and I said, oh, you're those guys. And I walked away. I almost should. But, um, so, Jay, from yeah. from from the point of somebody that's that's really driving advocacy in your area, mm-hmm. what what do you think we can learn the most from out of this um i think a lot of it unfortunately is kind of out of our hands Uh, hopefully other promoters and other organizers will learn something from this uh if if you're if you're talking about you know the actual event um Unfortunately, if you're just talking about branding, e-liquid branding issues that we're having, which, you know, to be clear, philosophically, I agree that we should be able to market our stuff however we want. Pragmatically, that's just not the case. We're facing a huge PR problem. And unfortunately, even after, you know, all the hubbub over what happened at the New Jersey convention, there are still vendors out there who are still staging new brands that involve both dancing the line on copyright infringement as well as uh, dancing the line with child cereal type branding. I I was just talking to an e-liquid manufacturer today, actually in person, who was up here visiting. They shall remain nameless. And they asked my opinion on a new brand, a, a new e-liquid that they had going, and it was, it, it was, again, it was dancing that line between both copyright infringement and child marketing. Even though I know they're not, you know, marketing to children, and they, they just, they refused to hear my side of it. They refused to, um, and it was, it was upsetting you know, to an extent. I mean, they their hearts were in the right place. They realized that they're never going to make anybody happy. So they're, they're just kind of, they're going to do what they're going to do, you know. And they can choose to, to take my advice or not. Um, and, they're you know, hopefully they do, but I, it didn't sound to me like they were going to. And that and it's so it's going to continue to be a fight. Um, unfortunately, this is just kind of the way the e-liquid industry is right now it's 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 being you know it's it's trying to be the next big thing and how do you be the next big thing right now well it's by being a little controversial it's by you know it's using these nostalgic kind of brand tricks um you know i mean when was the last time i i changed my branding you know probably what three four years yeah (laughs) Um, I, I, I don't play that game. I'm in this for the long haul. I'm in this to be responsible. I'm in this to try to make sure that vaping stays around forever. Unfortunately, there's a there's a big wing of the industry that's just in it for the quick buck, make as much money as you can until the band hammer comes down, and that's it. Industry survival is the main goal here, kids, and it, and it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I mean is industry survival. 
not how much money somebody can make quick before the hammer drops. Um, and, and I've said this over and over and over again. 95% of the people that are advocates are not advocating because they want to continue vaping. That's not why people in advocacy do what they do. Um, mm. the, the majority of people that are advocates are doing this to make sure that this industry survives and that it is an available option for the hundreds and thousands and millions of people that are still smoking. Because if vaping were outlawed tomorrow, Jay would not suffer. Margot would not suffer. Well, I would I would suffer financially, but I'd be able to vape. Well, you as a vapor, you as a vapor <laughs> yeah. would not suffer. Jacatro would not suffer. I would not yeah. suffer. Okay? We've and been I, doing this long I, enough that we know how to survive and we will get around. Efficiency. Yeah. And I, I see people are trying trying to get me to call call this this company out in chat. I'm not going to do that. Uh, again, this is not necessarily that that these are bad people. Uh, well, and it's not just one company that's, that's oh, no. doing that. So it, it's a problem. It's, it's a snowball, and a lot of companies feel like that's how they are, are going to be able to break into the industry is by, is by branding themselves this way. Um, and to an extent, I can see their point because I have an, I have an incredibly difficult time breaking uh, and expanding my business because I don't, well, I'm sure it's Because you suck at because. marketing, but that's okay. Yeah, see, and that's it, and it's all marketing, you know. They're looking for that gimmick, that in, that thing that's going to draw everyone's attention. Problem is, if what that gimmick is is crap or it gets people shut down, what's the point? Oh, and or I have to say this. Everybody's using the same techniques. Everybody's doing the same thing now, and I think I think it's kind of sad. Like, what does this say about our society that all we want to do is what shove donuts and candy in our mouths? Like, what the hell? You know, it's like there's a whole subsection of vapors that don't go to these things that just vape regular juice. They just go and they buy their stuff online. Or they go to this store and they buy. They never go to expos. They never go to cloud competitions. And these guys are not getting that market. They think they're getting a lot, but they're really not. Because there's a whole bunch of people I know who they they don't even go on social media. They have no idea this stuff is going on. Yeah. And here's here's a really important point for me to make from a lot of the negative stuff that I have been seeing all over the place. Um. As far as the the pole dancers, okay? Ugh. As far as the deer antler guys, as far as the the, the, body the cannabis people? car, the as zombies. far as the, the, the women in the bikinis and whatever, people, okay, time out. I, I just really need to give some people a reality check here. This is not the first, the only meet that these things happen at okay there there are conventions all the time this was not new started with the major convention that's where they started and that was what almost two years ago yes 
So, but do uh, they have senators there too? But Margo, right. but it, 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 that's one thing though. That was convenient. Every if everybody, if your problem is because it was this a senator was there and this was going on, um, well, you know, we we've had people show up at other meets too, but this this whole sex sells thing, people, it was not new to New Jersey. Okay, no. it wasn't. Oh, that's business one-on-one. And that vendor, in hindsight, has said that it probably wasn't a good thing and that they will not continue with that type of thing. So did they learn something? I sure as fuck hope so. But you cannot condemn this meat for those specific things. Because if you have a problem with those specific things happening, it's not the only fucking meat this stuff happens at, guys. That's all. I think it was... I think it was just the whole snowball effect. It was it was all these things happening all at once in one weekend at one meet. That and the timing of it all makes that even much more damning for the industry as a whole, in my opinion. The FDA is looking at everything right now, guys. Oh and- my god! I'm sorry, Mark. I don't mean. To- I just I just got a an IM. Um, so I do need to go on the record and say. I am not in support of painted women and pole dancers. Um, I what, am. What, what, what was? What did Phil say? And God love you, Phil. Phil said, I, "I'm." Phil a said, I, oh, "I'm a red-blooded American man, and I like." Okay, I am not a yeah. red-blooded American man, um, and I am in no way, shape, or form saying that there's nothing wrong with this because I really don't think that, you know, making ourselves out to look like a stripper club is at all beneficial to us. Okay? Um, Not in any way, shape, or form. My only point is I don't think it's appropriate at any of these meets. And And it is going on every single month at different events. Um, I saw I saw that. more body painted women in Niagara Falls than I hope to ever see in the rest of my life. We've been saying this from the beginning, and I don't I don't want to get into specific personalities, you know. But everybody I, I'm sure has been around long enough to know that we as vapors, as the vaping community, had a problem way back in the beginning with people who were trying to align vaping with sex, people who were trying to align vaping with guns and knives and other things. And, you know, we used to speak out about this stuff, and now we kind of just sit back and say, oh, yeah, well, well, it sells, sex sells. You know, but it did, I don't know. It's, and it was just a few years ago that, you know, it was like this community had more heart than that than than we have now well and i don't think it's that we have less yeah i don't think it's that we have less heart though um i'm fond of calling i'm fond of calling them five percenters because five percenters is a little more politically correct than calling them fucking douchebags um yeah (laughs) well let me be a little more diplomatic and just say that much of what made the community great two three years ago Mm level of maturity and unfortunately the mature wing of the vaping community has kind of been brushed aside at this point yeah 
we don't have a social media platform anymore the way that, that we did before. It's been overrun, you know, with and, hipsters and video things like. And you know, I thank God I got into this when I did, because if I were just now looking at this industry, I wouldn't even go to. A I'd run the other fucking direction. I would not go into the Apple store. No. And, you know, and Jay and I have had a lot of conversations on why we think um, we are where where we're at right now. Um, And, you know, the problem I have as an old vapor, um, an experienced vapor, a crotchety veteran vapor, whatever the fuck you want to call me, um, we are... Just don't call you vape famous. Fuck you, Margo. Um, We are a minority now. And and I don't know as if we really are. I just think we're a quieter bunch. Um, And when you go to major events like this, a lot of these major events cater to... And and I'm not th- and and again I'm not saying there's anything wrong with cloud chasing. I just think there's a place and a time for it. Um, but I think the cloud chasers are catered to now more at these events. Do I think that's because they that these vendors don't feel that we're important? Well, when I see them eliminating 24 milligram, 18 milligram, and 12 milligram, yeah, I sure as fuck think they think we're not important. Yeah, but, and they but sell the reality 250 is, mil of three or six milligram to cloud chasers as opposed to 30 mil. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's what I think it is. Is I think that that comes down to bottom line. Um, I think and it's it's much more know, profitable for them to cater to cloud chasers at zero, three, and six because these yeah, and people, they go. They, they go, yeah, zero, three, and six milligram e-liquid is much cheaper to make, and sure. they go through much more of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so you get them, you get them both ways. But you know what? Economic, from an economic standpoint, they're they're only looking at the short game, because these, you know, let's say you know somebody starts vaping zero nick. Okay, yeah, you're going to make a lot of money off them, maybe the first time, the second time. Then they're going to start going to these cloud competitions. They're going to look to win juice. They want to get the free stuff. Um, They're they're not ex-smokers. They don't have, and this may may be a generalization, but I don't think they have as much invested in this. This is just a thing that they're doing right now. No, this is is make your money now. Yes, but the long term. Move on to like me, I smoked for 35 years. I'm not going to give up vaping, okay? This is going to be, I'm, I'm doing it as long as I can do it. So, you know, if a, a vendor was smart, they would cater a little more to the adult vapor than the kid who's going to do it. Not kid, but the young, you know, the, the, the I call them vipsters, um, who, you know, they're going to do it for a year or two because it's fun right now. And then they're going to go away. That money's going to go away. You know? I'll I'll tell you, the stuff that I've seen and and discussed with different vape shops, you know, in my time, you know, in the the Mm -hmm. two that I've been and actually courting new business, Mm -hmm. uh, it is very discouraging. 
you know, coming from where I am and going up against, you know, some of these other Jews in talking with different shops, mm-hmm. it's disturbing. There, there is no consideration given to the smoker. There's none. No, um, I've there's actually- not. And you know, somebody had written, I caught a little clip in, Jacatra, it may have been in your group. Someone went into a brick and mortar to pick up some ego to get some people started, and it was a new shop. Oh yeah, that wasn't Fuken Vapen. Yeah, it was. It was in Jacatra's group. The the yeah, shop owners kept saying, "Oh, you need to buy this and this and this." Oh yeah, and that's how you are. It's like the guys go, "You don't understand. I just want to get some e- a starter kit yeah. for people to see if it's going to work for them." And the shop was giving him a hard time and basically telling him he was full of shit and didn't know what it – I wanted to blow a cork. I, I, I've seen situations where it didn't even get that far. I've seen situations where three uh, 35- to 40-year-old women would walk into a shop and it was so cloudy, they just put Turn on around a and walk out. face mm-hmm. and walked right up. They said, never mind, girls, let's go somewhere. See it all the time. And That's I, and Long I, Island. At the shop. I looked at the shop owner. I said, "What just happened there?" And he said, "I don't know. I don't care." Yep. They make they make they're paying these guys minimum wage. First of all, they're not paying these guys who work in these shops any real money. Okay, they're packing them out with young kids. All right. Um, I, I've been studying the vape, the rise of the vape industry on Long Island, and let me tell you something. Big vapor, right here. Okay, because a lot of the stores, and I don't want to get into this whole thing, but I have a friend of mine who's doing a whole thing on most of the stores are connected by the same financier. Um, and they sell, they market and sell to the 20-somethings. They don't really care. If somebody comes in and they don't have a starter kit, well, too bad. Try to sell them that $200 mod. You know, and if they're not buying the $200 mod, we don't want them. You know, there are, there are, when I say less than five, less than five vape shops out of the 40-plus on Long Island that are even worth going to. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. You fluid vapor, that's it. Out of, out of when how many shops, stops? when shops. Almost 45. Yeah. Almost 45. When shops stop carrying things for smokers to make this switch. Mm-hmm. We we really have problems, people. We we really do. And if if the shop that you go to doesn't have simple starter kits, say something to them. I, Find I, a politically I, correct I, way of saying something to them, because it's got to continue to be about helping the smoker switch. It really, really does. I talked to a shop this mentioned that they weren't going to carry Nautilus tanks. And I said, well, why not? They said, because it's all about sub-tanks now. Mm. Really? Well, okay, so granted, some sub-tanks you can do mouth to lung. But, well, I've yet to see one do do it as well as you can with a Nautilus. I think the Nautilus platform is ideal for somebody to quit smoking. Oh, yeah. And I stick in a Nautilus. You're good. Yeah, um, you know, I guess the Triton is supposedly pretty good. I have a Triton right I now. I haven't tried it yet. I haven't tested it yet at the 1.8, in the 1.8 configuration to know whether or not mouth-to-lung would actually work. 
But I mean, the, the just the Nautilus is just tried and true. Why not? Why not support smokers having a few kits on hand with with a Nautilus and an eye stick? I I may get kicked out of the Veteran Vapors League for this. I've got a Nautilus mini tank sitting here on a 200-watt device. But, of course, the 200-watt device is setting at 10 watts. Um, <laughs> but No, absolutely. That's perfectly I, I have two of them, Jeannie. And I have, I have like, four eye sticks. And that's what I use. I have all the tanks and the drippers and everything. I don't, I don't have a single. Day. That's what I use. I don't have a sub-tank. I don't. I don't own a sub-ohm tank. Um, I have intentionally... I got a few of them. I have intentionally not bought one, though. When they first hit the market, what did I do? I came out and I said, I think this is the stupidest fucking thing. This this is stupid. Something bad is going to happen here. I do not think (laughs) that it is a wonderful idea for somebody that has no idea what Ohm's Law is, has no idea what what battery venting is, to be able to walk into a shop and get one of these things and screw it on whatever 510 connection they've got. And and right. and what happened? Oh well, yeah, it ended up being a bad idea. We had some we had some bad shit happen. Yes. Um, we've even had somebody screw one into a hybrid because they had no idea what the difference was between that you hybrid. You had a shop owner screw one into a hi- into a hybrid and have it blow up when he went to his first cloud convention because he opened a vape shop after vaping for three months. And blew up the battery. Now, because he didn't know what he was doing. I just, there was there was bad shit that happened in New Jersey. Yes, there was. I do think that there was, there's some good stuff that came out of New Jersey. And, and I'm glad of that. Do I think that it ended up, you know, bottom line being somewhat of a clusterfuck? Well, yeah, from where I'm sitting. Now, understand that where I'm sitting is somebody that has only seen the social media feeding frenzy that has happened over this, okay? Um, I I do want to say that I have gone back and watched Phil's videos several times. And by the way, Phil, every time I watch them videos, it's always with the always ad at the bottom. Um, I'm just saying. Just so you know, Phil. Somebody's pouring into their mic. (laughs) Oh, somebody's vaping into their mic? It's not Somebody's just like... It sounds like someone's outside or something. Um, uh, is it is, is it May? Because my my connection keeps going out. I had to move my phone a couple of times. He's like snoring right into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so I do, and, and in watching Phil's videos, I was very confused about the meeting that they had and the announcement that they made right before they opened the doors to the public. Um, you know, I think everyone there was very confused. Yeah, encourage everyone to vape in the pavilion outside. You can sample zero nick. Please encourage everyone to use the pavilion. I I got. Uh, I'm going to talk about that on my show uh, tomorrow night. Uh, a pavilion. It was a, it was a little. It was like a loading dock. Are you going to use your dumpster scene the for the whole thing, dump. Jay? <laughs> What's that? Are you going to use your dumpster scene for the whole thing? Oh, I might as well, huh? Yeah, you might as well. Um, but I, <laughs> I got really confused by that um, because it it seemed to me that they were contradicting themselves. Um, so yeah, 
that Russ brought up the other night. Um, yeah. And it was spot on. Yeah, um, we need to vape know. outside, but you can sample zero nick. But please encourage everyone to. It was use- like. It was That's like why it his, seemed very. Uh, was like his understanding of the law he gleaned from one day of reading Facebook posts about vaping. You know what I mean? Like, like he, he assumed that he'd be able to form a temporary private club. He assumed that zero Nick would be okay. And then he, and then he's telling people to vape outside in the same breath. The guy I'd had love to know who his lawyer is. Well, and I'm not saying that the Senator knew what the fuck he was talking about either though, because in that radio interview, um, in, in the radio interview, Mr. Mr. Wonderful Senator, um, made a statement and and it was his statement. It did is everybody aware that diacetyl um is now a carcinogen? Oh yes. Did you hear him say that? What yes. thing did he know what no. it was di- if it was diacetyl? He said, I don't know what it is, that thing that causes popcorn. Yeah, lungs. that thing that was banned in popcorn factories because it's carcinogenic. That's yeah. I, and I listened to that several times and I'm like, Wow, um I didn't know that. And I really had to laugh when he started talking about having to sterilize the place. Yeah. Yes. So I'm because not. We don't know what's in that. I'm not saying that the senator was right either. Okay. So before anybody, you know, I'm. I, I, never mind. I ain't gonna say it because I'm gonna get hate mail. I always. I get hate mail every fucking week. Yeah. I don't know why people don't realize I don't give a fuck. Um. But so I'm not saying that the senator knew what the hell he was talking about either because that man was obviously up in his nightshirt. Um. But I was very confused by the speech that they gave at the beginning. I was kind of confused as to why they had the militia up there with them and Phil up there with them. You know, anybody that was anybody that was there, they wanted up on the stage with them. And I didn't, you know, and I kind of thought that maybe, you know, from my viewpoint, that that was a little... um, a, a little manipulative, like to try to say mm-hmm. that all of these people are behind us here, because I don't know mm-hmm. as I think that all of those people were on point with them on what was going it was on so here. Credibility um, to them that they had that they just didn't have. So, well, I'm sure I'm, a lot of them didn't understand because because uh, Mr. Baloney seemed to have a good grasp of things. It, it wasn't until after that that it, that people started to think, well, what the hell is he talking about, you know? Um, you know, if he's saying the zero-nick thing, oh, well, maybe there's there's actually a stipulation in the law. It didn't come out until later that, no, there's, there's no stipulation in the law about zero-nick, you know? There's no stipulation in the law about having a private venue, there's there's nothing to there's nothing having to do with that. He's just spouting off philosophical bullshit mm-hmm. that he, he gleaned from five minutes of of research on Facebook vaping groups. You know exactly. That's, and and anybody and, and you know and and folks and I have to say this, okay, and and I do I need to say this because there's a lot of people you know. Well, I yelled at the senator this and I yelled at okay people. Do all vapors a favor, okay? If you're running into a public official, and especially a public official that wrote the fucking law, don't be a dick. You're not helping. You're you're not helping. That is not... That is not the interaction we need to have with these fucking people. 
And that goes to where my greatest fears from this whole clusterfuck winds up. We all vape. We understand all this. We get this. We were confused by what we were hearing up on that stage. What is the average citizen who only knows what they pick up from the, the glance groups, um, the, the people who are so out to destroy this industry? What, what are they going to pick up from this? If, you know, if, if you want to organize and you want to, to make a stance on something like this, then, then do so. You know, if you want to organize some form of civil disobedience, um, you know, I, there, there are ways we need to handle this. Do I really, really, Mm -hmm. really want to see the, the vapors in New Jersey and the advocacy groups fight this law for the shit science that's behind it and, and get it changed? Yes, I do. I want to see that happen. I really want to see that happen. But there is a way for us to do things that doesn't make us look like a bunch of douchebags. I, I don't think that it was beneficial to us to see this whole big speech go off before the public was let in the door of this meet and then to have when they sit in this speech and they say all these things about how we need to not vape in here and but zero nick is okay but okay but don't but encourage everybody to vape at the pavilion and to see it end with or be discreet about no, wait, vaping but that to was see it too. end with the organizers leading everyone in a giant in cloud, a cloud chase cloud. that yeah. they videotaped and put on the fucking internet? Yeah, for the whole world to find. It is well, my see, opinion is that that probably made that... us look like douchebags. And yep. it almost seems like it was done on purpose. I got to tell you, we were walking around, and it was almost as if the organizers were walking through the crowd trying to get people riled up. Because they were like, we'd walk around and nobody, there would be nobody in an area. They would come, one of them would come at you with their thing around their neck and say, oh, just got to tell you guys, you can't vape in here because they're going to be handing out tickets. And you'd look around and you wouldn't see anybody doing that. So you'd walk some more and you'd see a bunch of people vaping and they would walk right by them. It was almost like... They were trying to sow seeds of discontent. And I have to it tell was you very strange. That ask that having someone from the Board of Health ask me my name and writing it down in a notebook, in my mind, and I'm not saying that these people are wrong, I am just saying in my mind, if some dumbass asks me for my name and he writes it down in a in a notebook, mm. I did not get a ticket. And if anybody has gotten a ticket, you know, I I seriously hope the event organizers are paying your fine if you actually got a summons. But it does stick in my mind that anybody that I know of and of anybody that I've talked to, nobody has seen one of these signs. And I didn't see anybody writing one either. But it was like it, it really got talked about. And here's another point. I just and want to make well, a point. But the senator, but the senator himself 
has made statements to the press all over the place about the fifty to sixty thousand dollars in fines that were levied. Okay, so I mean, I'm not saying that these people aren't right that they that they got it or whatever because he's telling everybody that he made all this fucking yeah. money for New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. But whoa, nobody's yeah. nobody's. There has not been a single post on social media. I even asked somebody that's on Reddit because I don't Reddit. Everybody knows I don't Reddit. I barely Twitter. You know, I barely Twitter. The only reason I can use Facebook is because Facebook is for dummies. Um, But even when I ask somebody that's on Reddit all the time, nobody has seen one of these. And I find that I do find that aspect kind of odd. Um, but he's making statements that he collected all this revenue for New Jersey. Yeah, he's making statements that that, that they issued fifty to sixty thousand dollars worth of worth of fines over uh, this. A fine ticket. Yeah. Um, and there are and there are a lot of people in the vape world that are saying that you know I was written a ticket. You know, I was I, I got a two hundred and fifty dollar fine. Like a hero, doesn't well, how did you get a two hundred fifty dollar fine? Up looking good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this I don't couldn't have been done any better. This I'm I'm telling you and it, this seems like a huge political platform for this guy. What a win. What a win. Well, if even if it didn't start out to be, it sure as hell is going to wind up being one. It's just a little bit too perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and somebody said something about you know well they could write the tickets because there was a there was a judge there. What? What? Oh, there was a judge what? there too. I don't. I, don't, I didn't understand that. Yeah, I didn't the understand that. I'm like a senator. Wait a fucking minute. <laughs> so that? to get a ticket in New Jersey, there okay. has to be a judge on the premises. That, that, oh, oh come on! I was really. I was like, fucking what? Um. Because, I mean, there isn't any state I know that they can't write you a ticket um, because there's not a judge. I don't know. I I was really, I have been so confused over all of this shit. And I just walked away from this whole thing and all of this social disaster that this thing has turned into being thinking, okay, what is the good that came out of this? Okay, well. The good for me that came out of this was there were a bunch of vapors that got together and hopefully met some people that they didn't know and they got to try some stuff that they wouldn't have tried. And 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 one of the big pluses for me is we have learned over the over the past week that that I guess we shouldn't take anybody's word for something. If you're a vendor and you're going to a meet in a state, you seriously need to make sure that you know what the laws in that state are. Because and get it in writing. Well, writing my ass because I mean, if the 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 event organizer said that they had in writing from the venue that it was okay, well, I hope for their sake. Where was it though? Well, no wait. I hope for their sake. Maybe his lawyer told them. I hope for their sake that they did have this in writing. But a a civil contract between you and a venue does not now. Or will it probably ever supersede state supersede law? law. <laughs> yep. So we have yeah. we have we have learned that. So that's a plus. We have learned that. We know that. 
Um, so you got all these people that got together and had a big party. That was good. We got a bunch of people that got to try a bunch of shit they probably wouldn't have ever tried. That was good. Got a bunch of people that got a whole bunch of free shit. That was good. Um, we've learned some lessons on on what to expect. That was good. Um, and for me, I guess the total win here would be is that a whole bunch more people in New Jersey decide to be a part of advocacy and to try to do something about the law that is in existence and on the book and can be enforced in the state of New Jersey. That would be lovely. Mm-hmm. And, in, you know, on that subject, I just want to, my battery's starting to die. So I got, but you know what? It occurred to me that they got this group of people together to effectively break a law unknowingly. And like for myself and a lot of other people, civil servants, people who have civil service jobs, you can't have anything like that on your record. So what happens if somewhere down the road, I mean, this is New Jersey, okay? I could get a summons in the mail. Because I'm on record because I had to pay with my credit card to get it, my debit card to get in. I can't say I wasn't there. Oh, yeah, and they now have your name and mailing address. That's right. And access to your bank account. Oh, fuck, that would suck. Right? I mean, if they wanted to turn around and say, everybody who went to this thing broke the law. And And they're going to turn around and pull the money out of the bank accounts from the debit card information they got? Well, I don't know about that, but they sure as fuck, they sure as fuck could subpoena your name and address and mail that son of a bitch to you. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, they they got a bunch of people together to collectively, unknowingly, break a law. And we were stupid enough to believe these guys when they said that it was, that it was legit, that it was covered. Because, I mean, I was saying from the beginning, doesn't New Jersey have an indoor, oh no, it's a private event, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you start seeing all these companies that are going and saying, well, if they're going, I guess it can't be. You know. 90 seconds. Um, Sorry, the, you know the annoying British lady is doing her 90 seconds thing. Yeah, I got to go, guys. So, listen, my battery's about to die. Uh, always a pleasure. And uh, Fun talking you to you, at, Kathy. I'll see you at VaporCon. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> right? Jay, yeah. have a good night. Long time no see. Go yeah. Jets. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys soon. So now. 60 it, seconds. Oh, shut up, you obnoxious bitch. I guess it's appropriate that she's on my show talking all the time, right? One obnoxious bitch to another. Um, but so, I mean, I have tried, and that's what I have done, is I have tried to sit here and think. And by the way, anybody, if you're sitting there on hold, there's a bunch of people sitting on the phone boards. If you wanted to talk to me, you need to press 1. Otherwise, I don't know you want to talk to me. Um, and I pick up the line on a bunch of people that hang out on the phone lines all the time and embarrass them. So I'm not going to do that today. Um, but I sat and tried to think of every positive that I could. Okay, because we all know that there was there's a bunch of there's a bunch of drama going on. But I think part of me really needed to find positives. You know, um, there there's got to be some positives out of this. And that's what I did was I tried to find the positives out of it because I just don't have it in me to be 
awful about it. You know, was it yeah, a clusterfuck? I, yes. I think ultimately the positives are, are yet to be seen, but I think the most positive thing that can come out of this is, one, promoters will be more careful in the future, and two, vendors will be more cautious in the future uh, as to what venues they choose to sell their wares. Well, it definitely had to have been a learning experience for many people. Oh, and I will forewarn the both of you right now is we have 7 minutes and 30 seconds, 29, 28, whatever, to finish the show before Mixler decides it's hanging up on everybody. Awesome. Yeah, just saying. (sighs) Um, But, you know, and the other thing that I just wanted to touch on briefly, and I'm not going to bring any names into this, and I'm sure 90% of the people know this. Um, When you go to a private business... And this private business um, can and does dictate where you are allowed to vape and where you are not. Um, if you would like them to move a table outside of the area that they say you can't vape in, it's probably um, better that you ask them if you can move the table. Um, picking up their outdoor seating tables and taking them to a, a different area um, and videotaping it, the whole thing, it's probably not the best foot forward. So, yeah, if you're going to go to a coffee shop that doesn't allow vaping within, you know, two inches of their front door, don't pick their tables up and take them over by the ashtray. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know the video you're talking about. That, that also is probably not a good step forward for us. <sighs> oh, well. All I know is I'm going to keep doing what I do. Um, and that's all that I can do. I'm, I'm just one person, and that's all I can do. Uh, hopefully more people will figure out what they can do to, to help out and, and put a little effort into it. Because seriously, if everyone who vaped did in just a little something, that would be a whole, whole lot. Yeah. I um, I really hope that this works out um, to the good for the vapors that were there, for the vendors that were there, for the organizers. Um, you know, I... I really hope that everything that's being said, um, I hope it pans out for them that they have these contracts. Um, I just, I have to say from all of the footage that I have seen of what went on, um, yeah, it, it ended up being a little bit of a social nightmare for everybody involved. But I'm glad everybody got to go to a meet. I'm glad that Vapors got to hang out. Um... By the way, I will issue this little parting shot as a goodbye, folks. Please don't purchase e-liquid made on a convention room floor. Um, I would highly recommend you not do that. No, make a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, no, not that either. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Margo, anything you want to say? Margo, what, what do you want to say is goodnight? Good night. Jay? 
Oh, I'm happy I got to be the first person to write an editorial for your show. <laughs> Me too. Jay? Yes? Anything you want to say is good night? Uh, no, good night's fine. Okay. Good night, everybody. Tell Stanley hi. I will. Thank you. <laughs>